I don't know what it is or isn't. It is all things and no things at the same time. Oh, shoot. I know what it is. What's that? It's time to start the show. Hey, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rune Terrible Radio, episode number 18, if my counting is correct, which it probably isn't. I'm your uh, host. Yeah, I don't know if it is at all. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Saucy Mailman. What's up? Oh man, I, I really like need to, I really need to auto tune it if I'm gonna be hitting yeah. the <laughs> All go. right, there we, we go. go. We got there, there we go. Uh, we, it took a little time, but you know, we got there eventually. We have the technology. Um, okay, enough of that because I'm I can hear the unsubscribes happening in real time. Yep, um, I, it's crazy because we get notified every time someone's unsubscribes, I, and it is just like a solid tone right now. Yeah, I uh, it's actually I have it set up to a uh, a uh, a little taser, and it, it amplifies. It's like a sub train in Twitch. So like, the more it have it like escalates. Uh-huh. So it's uh, don't don't give people more reason. It's now painful. everyone wants to. It's extremely painful. All I'm saying is that you will cause me physical pain in real life. Not now just emotional distress. <laughs> oh boy! Oh. But we're gonna, we're, you know what? We're gonna try to talk about some Legends of Rudera at some point. We you know come, we'll get there. We've got uh, we've got a rough and, and and I mean rough outline of a show today. So I have no idea how this episode's gonna go. Yeah. Um, we, we've got we've got at least like one solid topic to talk about. Yeah, and. You know, I'll, I'm I'm gonna put this out there. I'll I'll take a good deal of blame for this because I'm still um, way more sick than I should be. Uh, I I was thinking about it. I think this is the most sick I've ever been in my entire life because I was looking back. I have not streamed on Twitch. Today will be the twelfth day, wow. which is the longest I've gone not streaming since I started streaming like three years ago. Wow. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's, so I'm sorry if you guys can hear like gunk in my in my throat. I'm I'm sorry I can't. Yeah, honest, honestly, I mean maybe it's just because I haven't heard you healthy in so long. But it uh, you <laughs> there it is. It's been so long. It's, it's been, been so. Years. It's been 37 years. Uh, it's been since the dawn of time. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we've got a couple of topics here. Uh, I mean, honestly, there's not. There's just not been a ton of news. Um, in the Runeterra world for I would say pretty obvious reasons but yeah um maybe not I mean we are in the midst of a global pandemic right now so yeah as it turns out um also if you're listening to this live or even if you're listening to this in the future uh it is April Fools on the day of recording this, but I personally don't have anything planned. So I'm no. just I I know that, you know, the, the the biggest bait is saying that you don't have anything planned and then actually I actually don't have anything planned for April Fools today. So nothing that I'm saying is any more of a joke than it normally would be <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I'm saying it. 
So. I feel like our whole show is an April Fool's joke. Yeah, <laughs> this is the whole thing. Yeah, the April Fool's it. joke is Rune Terrible Radio. Just look at the we're, name. <laughs> we're just a joke. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I go back and forth. Like some years I think April Fool's is funny and some years I don't. And I'm just like, I don't have the physical or mental energy <laughs> to even think about that as a thing. Well, I think April Fool's is actually a really, it can't like, as a vehicle or as a, as a a content platform or not even a content platform as a content driver it's actually a really cool thing the problem yeah. is that like anything it's not april fools fault that people do it poorly it's yeah. the people doing it poorly's fault like here here's my two examples Great example of April Fools is what Rivals of Aether did last year, which uh, just look up what Rivals of Aether is if you don't know. It's basically like a Smash Bros, a third party Smash Bros game. They made a joke game on Steam that was actually a real game for their April Fools. They're like, oh, for April Fools, we're making a furry dating sim, but actually it's a real game. (laughs) So they actually they went the whole distance. They and made went the, thing. the full nine, and I think I didn't I didn't double check everything that they did this year. I think they did something similarly epic this year as well. But um, yes, they they went the full Monty. Uh, that That's in awesome. my mind is actually like top execution. I will there also was, wasn't there a Runeterra one? Wasn't there was it an official one or not? Um, there was a Riot one that was basically like. Um, fake patch notes essentially which are yeah. which i think i think f- if fake patch notes are exactly down the line of yeah. um that that is the exact middle of april fools if you want to participate in april fools and you don't want to do something too crazy you don't want to just do fake patch notes they're they're yep. usually funny if you if you write them well they're funny um mort mort dog uh who's the head of uh tft the tft team mm-hmm. um he did a fake uh, patch notes uh, video, and it was great because the numbers are completely insane. Like he like buffed. He's like, "Hey, we did it. We did a slight buff to Wu Kong's health. He now has four point five million health." <laughs> like, <laughs> instead but, of eight hundred and fifty. Right, right. He's like eight hundred and fifty. You know, we found that he really wasn't acting. He wasn't really tanky enough, so he buffed off his health a little bit. And we think, and he does the whole thing in a single take. I don't. I mean, I don't know if it was his first take, but it was one take and just completely deadpanned. Didn't dude? He's so good at that, though. He's so good at it, and so that I think is that's a good execution of it. Um, still, I mean, yeah. still pretty. Like, I would still put that sort of in the middle, but definitely on the on the the upper side of middle. That's like effort was put in. I yeah. have I have the, the, a couple of these patch notes that are actually pretty funny. Yeah. So one they uh, they removed Shadow Isles as a region, mm-hmm. which is something some people are asking for. But then to make up for it, they added Elmux as a region. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so good. good. It's so yep. good. That, those are good. The, things like that are just funny. Um, yeah. Embracing a community meme and doing some sort of art or something behind it uh, on the official channel is a good one. I think they mm-hmm. did that for Brawl Stars. That was that was pretty that was pretty funny. Um what else was there? There um Oh shoot, I'm forgetting what what other ones. Oh, Her- Hearthstone actually did one that I thought was pretty funny for their Tavern Brawl today. It's like you can play your favorite uh 
you can play like your favorite heroes um of all time but all of the heroes that you can pick are trolls <laughs> that's pretty good that that one's pretty funny didn't um, they do overwatch they put it like googly oh, eyes oh that was what i was thinking characters. of yes they put <laughs> yeah overwatch made googly eyes for all the characters which is another yeah. like pretty innocent one I, I wouldn't put that in like s tier like rival what rivals of aether did but all of those are are good the ones that aren't yeah. funny are just like just lying like yeah oh hey um i'm dying in two days jk yeah i'm not it's like okay oh that's not... i had my wife had an affair like that's wait now i'm concerned hold yeah. on a minute it's not it's not funny it's low effort it's just yeah. I, i'm 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 kind of torn on the i saw multiple videos of parents in the uh in in quarantine like tricking their kids into thinking that they have to go to school today and that the quarantine's over. That's <laughs> that's like kind of funny, but it's also extremely mean-spirited, but also it's kids and it's sort of a like a funny, it's a fun thing to like uh break the routine of it a little bit. So I'm I'm a little torn on that cuz it is definitely mean-spirited. Yeah, it's it's still kind of <laughs> crappy. Yeah. But it also like, you know, it's doing something and uh yeah. i don't know so i'm i think that's i'm i'm, I'm mystery on that but like we just the, need elmix as a faction i need this to now be real yeah i did i i, I also liked the um slasher is posting that he's got valorant keys to give away although that's been a meme for a while so like embracing the yeah. meme like taking the meme that's been happening and and turning it to 11 is good when it's yeah. like you're if you're kind of doing that, but you're just tricking people into th like I've seen a lot of people posting like people are just copy pasting what Slasher is saying. And that's that's fine. Again, that's like pretty neutral. I mean, it's low effort, but it's pretty neutral. Yeah. But when people are like modifying it and making it seem like it's real, that's less. That's like you're now you're and just then when they're actually selling people. the keys on eBay. Right. There you go. That's yeah. the next level. You're just tricking <laughs> people. So it's like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I like it when I like it when the companies like completely embrace a community meme. Mm -hmm. Like they they said in this one for the riot one, they added the new keyword "true elusive" that yes. can only be blocked by true elusive <laughs> yes. units. Yes. <laughs> like okay, all right. It, it, it's very self aware yeah. comedy. They they put horsemanship <laughs> in. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's good. Uh, one that is is pretty neutral, but I'm still like I'm over it now. Is the like fake product release? It's like yeah. okay, we know. I mean, it, April Fools uh, needs to innovate now because it's like like Razor does that every year. Right? Razor, said, yeah. Like, we're doing the Razor drone and like all. Well, the crap. first ones were funny because it was like the Razor toaster and like it was yeah. before a lot of people were really doing it. This was like five. The Razor toaster was like probably over five years ago, and it was like, oh, this is funny because they like you kind of think it's real, but then it's like, no, there's no way this is real. But it's like, man, they really made. The and then they did like they did one that was like a floating mouse or something. Like they they did a good job of it, but now it's like. You know, one of the companies like made the like the Elon Musk uh like cyber truck mouse that's like the world's heaviest mouse, and it's like eh. you yeah. could also just not do that, and it would have been funny. <laughs> what we're saying is, if you're making it an April Fool's Day joke, make sure it's a furry dating simulator. Yes, make sure you make an entire game for the game, like dedicate yourself to the bit, but it's, yeah. it's a fine line. Spend all year coding this game. 
to release on April 1st. Really, what we're saying is that we have a light episode because we spent 10 minutes talking about April Fool's pranks. <laughs> <laughs> I did so, not even realize. Yeah. This is so this is something that happens with Blevins and I when we talk. We just we just talk about stuff. It's true. For a long time. It's true. Uh, so we had we had the new patch uh officially 0.9.3 come out. Yes. With the new vaults. Um, yes. It was a little bit of a rocky start. I, they, it was delayed a little bit just to make sure everyone was on the same, mm-hmm. like so people didn't open the wrong vaults and whatnot. Um, but what did you think of your first uh, new and improved vault? It's nice. I think it's going to be even nicer when the next set comes out because mm-hmm. basically I'm just uh, right now I'm just getting a nebulous amount of shards, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I have uh, 45,000 shards right now and mm-hmm. three expedition tokens um so i'm not uh i'm not super like oh man i need to make sure i max out my vault this week like i was the first few weeks because it's like Mm -hmm. i've got i I actually went through and um one of my buddies uh shout outs to d cleave um my buddies made um a really cool um spreadsheet where I can track like I can track matches and it like auto calculates like different matchup percentages and whatnot. It also tracks your uh, collection. And I went through and I put in the cards I don't have and I have 90, I'm 93.4% complete. Yeah. Uh, which is I'm right around 19,000 shards worth of cards. Um, and I have 45,000. So I can yeah. <laughs> very easily complete everything. So but you have to give the game something to like give you in your you know vaults when you open them, right? So that you're like not always just shards. Like, oh, I actually got a card. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the point where it, it doesn't matter at all. Like, yeah, I, I, I we I have everything, right? Like it, and like I'm glad that it took this long because it's like now I'm like I have not been playing as much Expedition because it's like uh, I I'm I'm a little bit hooked on constructed right now and we'll be actually doing a deck tech in a bit which yeah. is a new new little thing for us cuz I've actually been playing some constructed with an interesting yeah. deck. Um we even have data and stats guys. I do I have data and stats behind this. Uh We're almost nice. a real podcast. Close. <laughs> almost. It's not it's not, not going to I said almost. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm, um, but, uh, you know, I think when the new set comes out, it'll be a lot more expedition. It will be, mm-hmm. uh, I might just do expedition just to see how many wins I can get. Cause if we can go infinite or whatever, I don't remember. Is that well, what, especially what with new, when there's new factions and stuff that changes like something crazy about this, like thinking about expeditions, this game versus another game like magic, for instance, they're not adding another color to, it doesn't change you know constructed or like expedition that much there's like gonna be whole new factions like completely different regions so like that's gonna change drafting entirely so i'm actually excited for that yeah and i'm wondering well i think we're i don't know what the side we don't know how the expansion or set or whatever we don't know how they're actually going to do it so it's like is it going to be a full fled like are we going to be doubling the number of cards in the pool is it going to be like a mini expansion does that mean that expedition is going to be like is it going to be more like hearthstone is it going to be more like magic are we going to be like they're going to add seven new cards right (laughs) Uh, we don't know i mean we have an idea there's been like data mining and stuff for things that are like champions and whatnot that are likely in the game but it's like how we don't know how they're going to be distributed are we going to be getting a huge set 
Are we going to be yeah. getting like so? Expedition could be entirely different because it could just be it could expedition could just be set two or whatever. Yeah, um, like we don't know. It, it, we don't know if it's going to be more like team fight tactics does sets like right. Who knows? If they have well, a complete new like revolving that. thing, Jeez. who knows? It's possible. Uh, I, I'm just going to put it out there on the record. I don't want that to be the case, and people will riot if that's the case. I don't, I don't think it will be, but I'm just saying, you know, the world is Riot's oyster. True. This game. That, uh, that, uh, this is some free consulting. I think that would be a potentially game-ruining decision to make. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all that stuff that you... No, nah, because you spent money on shards. And stuff, oh, man, no, no. I don't no, even want care. that. I don't want... Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a... That would be a... Uh, yeah, we don't want to do this game anymore. To move from yeah, we're, <laughs> we're really sick of this one. Let's just throw it in the trash. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to focus entirely on um what is that game what is the physical game called Tellstones? is that what it's called the one that's coming sure. out i don't remember what it's called um regardless that's uh yeah we're we're focusing on tabletop now entirely yeah exactly um, that, i'm in i mean i'm in i'm in for that by the way yeah um, except for the I'm, fact that we can't see other people anymore but except we're, uh, yeah, well, yeah except we're we're quarantined so yeah so the other things the the xp changes went live so you mm-hmm. you uh keep getting xp for your wins which is really nice um i like that which is pretty cool um yeah. what up though there's a bunch of uh there's expedition changes because to go along with the um vault mm-hmm. uh th- so then the other i think kind of like it's not really a big thing but it is kind of a big thing they they officially had the card text update for the harrowing mm-hmm. is it harrowing or harrowing i always f this up yes okay it's one of them it's the <laughs> harrowing so the harrowing so it it now says on the card that it revolve, revives the six strongest allies that died the game mm-hmm. which apparently is how it was supposed to originally work and it just didn't yeah. Um, so they're calling it a bug fix, not really a change. And it, they, ch- the card changed out worked during last patch, but they didn't update the like text on the card, but right. they updated it now. It was like an early bug fix that they went live. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I honestly, I get it from a flavor standpoint, I guess, but also I kind of liked it where it revived everyone's unit. Oh yeah, I mean it made like spooky karma way more legitimate than it is now. Well, it also made it way more it made it way more legitimate, but it also gave it counterplay potentially yeah. at least because you could play the um solitary monk. Solitary monk and just ruin yeah. their harrowings potentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's harrowing. Har Uh yeah, I missed that too. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was probably corner case and your opponent could play around it anyway, so maybe it wasn't really that much, but it was still, like, if you ever saw it happen, it was hilarious. Well, but it made, I mean, it's for those potentials where you have decks that literally don't play hardly any, you know, creatures, units at all. Like, you play nothing, and it's all just ruinations and board removal. At some point, there will be a deck where you play no dudes, it's all board wipes, and something like Harrowing to win, Mm -hmm. and, like, it prevents that because then you're like, oh wait, this does literally nothing. Now. Right. <laughs> that is that's true. Um, they did uh, also add some card text clarity on a lot of cards. Yeah, there's a ton, like legitimately a ton. Yeah. Uh, Ancient Yeti, Arena Booker, Ash, 
Blade of Ledros, Commander Ledros, Karina Vratza, Crimson Curator, Dawn Speakers, Draven Biggest Fan, Draven's Whirling Blade, Agnivia, Elise, Eminent Benefactor, Flash of Brilliance, Garen's Judgment, Garen Level 2, Health Potion, Heimerdinger's Progress Day, Iceborne Legacy, Inside of Ages, Iron Harbinger, Jinx Level 2, Jubilant Poro, Judgment, Karma, Karma's Inside of Ages, Katarina, Kindly Tavern Keeper, Laurent Chevalier, uh, Legion Marauder, Lonely Poro, Lucian Level 2, Lux, Minotaur Reckoner, Mr. Eighth, Noxian Guillotine, Poro Snacks, Progress Day, Purify, Rhymefang Wolf, Rhyme. Rhyme Tusk Shaman, Ritual of Renewal, Scaled Snapper, Single Combat, Static Shock, The Undying, Troop of Elnix, True Shot Barrage, War Mother's Call, Whirling Death, Weirding Stones, and Yasuo Level 2. Yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> so then, because in post now, you can like speed that up by times three, and it's going to be amazing. Yep, I'm, I'm not going to do that, but that's <laughs> no, what we, we got there. Could. Oh, that's sorry, I missed one. Let me start over. Today. Ancient Yen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot so there's a lot. I didn't expect that one. That was that kind of came out of uh, right field. Yeah, it, it it did. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that they are making it a point to have uh, card clarity for the wording. Again, like the two ends of the spectrum are Magic: The Gathering, where everything is very literal, and um, Hearthstone, where nothing is. Yeah, Hearthstone, where everything's ambiguous and cards that are worded the same way work differently sometimes because they want them to um magic the gathering where it's like you can i can not play magic for five years come back look at a card and know exactly what it does yep. uh as long as i know like, as long as it like has a reminder text or rules text or whatever on it i can look at the yep. i can look at the uh oracle wording and know exactly what the card does mm -hmm. um exactly yeah and so. that's why it's it's good like this being an entire digital card game they can put things like obliterate on the card and you can hover over it and see exactly what it does yeah. like with the case with karina it, it now explains how it works mm -hmm. yeah and, and and what they can do because uh, part of the reason that hearthstone uh, part of the reason that hearthstone does it, they could still do a better job is that like things need to be uh squeezed down for you know, mobile and all that stuff, which also needs to be the case for uh, Runeterra, but you can also, you know, right click the card and expand it out. And just like when mm -hmm. you're looking at the art, just have like a second tab or whatever for the like Oracle text if they wanted to. So where they can really get into detail. So I, I, I like that they are actually making a point of doing this. I think that's extremely mm -hmm. useful and, um, and, and beneficial to the community yeah there's there was also a pretty big there's a couple bug fixes but one that i don't know if you saw i saw this on reddit but there was an issue where um you could basically take a never-ending turn if you kept generating and casting burst spells like your turn would just never end um and they fixed <laughs> that which is pretty interesting interesting how how is it possible to is it is it possible yeah you to could cast use like um, spells yeah, you could use what is it the the dude that makes your burst spells cost one less. Yep. And then you use the counterfeit copies like uh -huh. on itself. Uh huh. I, I saw the video and and then they were somehow able to keep drawing cards. I forgot what they were doing, but gotcha. it was yeah. Interesting. It was, it was, oh, they were using a maybe Puffcat Peddler was in there, and yeah, it was it was a cool cycle. Interesting. In very very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with her being a combo. It's just, it needs to end at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, especially something like, you know, 
where you can't like in Magic the Gathering, if you're at a tournament or whatever, you can be like, "Here's how my infinite combo works." Right, you can display. And like, okay, yeah, you, can demonstrate you don't have to actually do it three thousand yeah. times. Right, yeah. Where in this game, you could just be. And we talked about it last week, where people are just like roping for no reason, where they are turn one do nothing in their aggro deck, and they just sit there. Mm-hmm. So you'll have those people like, mm, "Well, I'm just gonna keep playing for an hour and make my opponent watch." Like, right, okay, I get it. You won. Yeah. You really need to, um, for like a competitive standpoint, like there there can't be that sort of stuff in there because yeah. it's awful. Especially when you if if it's not a like if it is a combo where you don't actually win, but you just right. your win conditions your opponent quitting because they're tired of watching you do this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely don't want that. And from like tournament perspective, unless they start putting time like outside of the game time limits on the rounds like Mm -hmm. it's just gonna muck it up (laughs) quite a bit so yeah but yeah it was not a huge patch but it was like it's good because it's things that are setting the standard moving forward especially with economy Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean that's one of the the big things when people ask like what's the difference between the game being in beta versus being out it's like well we're you know trying to figure these things out before the game's released so i mean we're all testers in this game Mm -hmm. so yeah, we're going to be seeing bigger uh, system changes more often than we will mm-hmm. once uh, once it's released. So mm-hmm. definitely, uh, definitely good stuff overall. One thing I do want to know, uh, I want to touch on, even though I haven't experienced it personally, I've just seen it talked about a bunch on Twitter and uh, and Reddit, is that the, they did at least state that there are um, some changes to how uh, LP and rank are given and taken away at master tier. Mm-hmm. It's they in the patch notes it says master tier players should see smaller swings in rank both up and down after each game. Um there were some folks on Reddit and um on Twitter that were basically saying that they didn't experience this at least anecdotally. I don't know what the sample size was. I don't know uh if it lined up with what the team wanted but they were saying basically that they didn't feel a change um in however many games they played in over the course of hmm. a day or whatever so something to uh i guess just something to note uh <laughs> yeah knowledge for you yeah and when i get when i get master i'll let you know how it feels although i don't know what it used to feel like so i guess i wouldn't be a good uh you can pretend I, I i could I don't know how you could write a strongly a strongly worded Reddit post about how angry you are. I I sure could. (laughs) I'm just saying these are all options. No, Blevins doesn't get angry. No, (laughs) that's true. It takes a lot. Takes a lot. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the patch. Uh, We'll put the I'll put the um, the link in the notes for you so you can check it out if you want. If you haven't already, somehow you can also yeah. find it because we post them all. Discord.me slash Rune Terrible Radio. Nailed it. Be anyway. Yeah. Um, so let's move on and talk a little bit about little little deck techie poo here. Yeah. So we got this is our new new try at a new segment that we just made up. Uh, we got a little deck tech for you guys. Blevins has been um, one recording data, um, which is awesome, and keeping a spreadsheet on a pretty pretty damn sweet deck, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Also, new segment. I don't know why I made my voice higher like that, but we got that it. That was 
perfect. That's well, the that is the <clears throat> new uh, <laughs> the new thing. It is the new segment. New segment. Well, I can make new oh, segment. Oh God, this is all You've being recorded. I've ruined everything. Yep. So the deck, the it's so this is the the Karina uh, play a nine drop and win deck, right? Yes, it is basically the Karina play a nine drop and win deck. The other, it's it's the Karina. Also, there's a lease there, and there's kind of like a little mini spider package in there. Uh, but also, just play a nine drop and win deck. It essentially so it's a Shadow Isles PNZ deck. Only champions are three leases. The only followers are three frenzied skitterers, two commander ledros, and three uh, Corina Verazzas. Everything yeah. else is spells, and pretty much yep. all of those spells with the exception of brood awakening are kill spells of some sort yeah. <laughs> and and um and glimpse glimpse beyond everything else no, is No, it's a still kill a kill spell. spell. Uh that is that is true. That is true. It kills your own thing. Um Yeah, this deck is actually so right now I've been tracking my games in diamond, which by the way I did hit diamond. I don't remember if I had hit it yet or not last episode, but I did hit diamond. So um, I'm currently, what was it, 13 and 6 or something? 1, mm -hmm. 2, 3, 13 and 6 with the deck. So an all right win rate, I would say, um, at Diamond. Um, yeah, I've, I've played a, a pretty full swath of different decks as well. And it's it's a pretty standard control list, honestly. <laughs> like, it's... There's not a lot of followers to play, so you're really just playing very reactively like a control deck normally would. You're killing their killing their followers, uh, you know, trying to take as, as little damage as possible, at least in some of the decks, and then just get to nine mana, play a Ledros. Like, Ledros is still really good if you get to that yeah. point in the game. <laughs> no, he, he is still really good. Yeah, so like it, it, Ledros is still really good in control mirrors, and then Karina is just backbreaking against uh, Demacia decks. Yeah, so like you're playing a six six, which is already pretty good, and then you're also potentially just wiping their entire board. <laughs> yeah, most of most of the time it's hitting for at least four, usually five. Yeah, three to five for sure. Um, I mean. I did get unlucky, although I ended up still winning, so I guess it didn't matter. I hit a I hit a two. <laughs> I hit a two, Ugh. which is like extremely unlucky. Like you need to hit mm -hmm. multiple Elises or other Karinas and Commander Ledroses. So yeah, I mean it's it's quite good. It can have the sort of clunky hands where it's like, well, I've got two Ledros and a Karina in my hand right now, and it's turn two. And top so, deck of Ruination. <laughs> right. At least like Ruination can buy you a lot of time. I think this deck in general, I think there's definitely a lot of room for improvement for it. I was mm -hmm. even just sort of brainstorming, like, because it also runs an atrocity. It runs, runs 1x atrocity, um, which has been all right. But it's like, if I just cut the Ledroses and the atrocity, or like I cut the Brood Awakenings, or I cut something, I could just play three Ezreals and just play essentially Ezreal, um, Shadow Isles Ezreal. Um, yeah. Because like it's running, 
pretty much all the cards that you would be running if you were just running a standard Shadow Ancestral deck, but I guess that's maybe a little bit of a different deck. I'm kind of curious where the thought process for a lease came from, because it does work out. It's just kind of weird. It's like when you think of control deck, you're not necessarily thinking Elise right off the top, <laughs> off yeah. the top of your head for your champions. I think it works um, just because it's early game pressure. Your opponent has to like at least respect her. Um, mm. And if if she does flip, like all your dudes having challenger is very good in a control deck. Yeah, and it's definitely been good. And I think part of it is also well. I, don't, I think it's less so now because it's a little bit... It's not like a super mainstream deck, but it has been popping up a, a decent amount. I played against the Mirror one time. Um, actually, only one time. But uh, when you queue up against Elise um, P and Z, it could easily just be um, Burn, right? Like, it could yeah. be the all-in... Um, it, it could be the all-in Burn deck. So Yeah, the one... Yeah, because there's there's that version that runs more of the aggressive spiders. You have the three two fearsomes and yeah, the boom crew rookies, boom crew rookies, and the three mana zero three that drains them every time a creature die or pings them every the, time the a prankster. Die. Prankster, yeah, prankster. It could be it could be prankster uh, aggro for sure. So yeah, and like if they ever keep a hand that's specifically for prankster, and you're playing this, like you're in really good you're in a really good spot. Um, yeah, which, yeah, th- I mean, that's a legitimate thing. Like in Hearthstone, that would happen a lot where right. you'd play an off meta version of a class, you know, that's if, if the class is known for to be aggressive and you play a control version, it just screws up people's mulligans because they yep. are just now like, wait, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's like if they, if they queue up uh, a warlock, it's like, well, boy, I don't really know what, the- yeah. <laughs> like is what it is zoo it? or is a handlock? I don't know. Uh, yeah i think it's the it's kind of counterintuitive because i i did play so karina was one of my favorite cards in the closed beta mm -hmm. at like the very end of closed beta i found out that she was sweet and i was playing ezreal i think it was just ezreal as the only champion um with her and i I think it was also shadow isles but it only played grasp and vengeance and then the rest was just um other targeted removal had all mm -hmm. mystic shots thermo beams and all that and it was pretty cool so maybe something with ezreal could work like we were chatting about earlier Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this the Shadow Isles Karina shell is super flexible because like there's a bunch of two ofs, like there's only two grasps in this. And um, by the way, I will also put the Mobilitics link in the show notes as well, so you can see. Yeah. Um, deck. Um, so you can take a look at the deck as well, but like. I mean, there's like, there's really no necessary. You don't necessarily need to run the Ledros. You don't necessarily yeah. need to run Atrocity. You can play around with a number of Ruinations. You can cut the Brood Awakenings. Like, you don't necessarily need to have Elise. Um, Elise is interesting because, like, she in and of herself is a threat. Like, you can't completely ignore her. Now, it's not the hardest thing to deal with. Um, no. But you pair her with Brood Awakening, which is specifically not a follower. And mm-hmm. Brood Awakening and Elise is a, like, that is a game-winning, like, those two cards can win you the game if, if unanswered. Yeah. Um, Skitterer is Especially just, if you have a Skitterer. Right. Skitterer is just a great card in general because, like, it's offensive, it's defense. Like, it plays both, right? Which is really yeah. what this deck wants because the number of times where, you know, my opponent maybe had more of a 
control heavy hand, it's just like, yeah, and I go turn to Elise and attack with it and flip it on turn three. It's like, I, I'm still like, it doesn't matter if you have the late game secured, bud. like you're dead. Like you, yeah. you win the old fashioned way with, with, uh, with the spiders. So it's definitely, um, been an interesting deck. I've had a decent amount of success with it. Again, I mean, take it for what it's worth. I'm at low diamond right now, but, um, I think it, it, it is able to, it rewards you for, um, knowing like, am I playing, am I the, am I the beat down or am I the control? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think we've mentioned a couple of times on, on the show, the classic article by Mike Flores from 1999. Who's the beat down. Um, highly suggest you look that one up if you haven't read it already. It's just a good, like game theory type of article. Um, but like, there's a, like, there's, Two get excited, three mystic shots, static shiv. Like, there's a non-zero amount, and, and the atrocity. There's a non-zero amount of just face burn in this deck. And so, Ledros. Like, and Ledros, <laughs> right. Um, so, like, the decision of, oh, do I mystic shot their two health? Um, do I mystic shot their two health follower? Or do I, like, thermogenic beam it for six? Like... Those yeah. are the types of um, decisions that you're going to have to make, and knowing the correct answer is you're going to be rewarded for that, right? Like yeah. knowing what you need to do. So it it, it feels very uh, rewarding. To yeah, play the deck as well. Well, and also, I mean, Karina herself is also burned. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she hits the nexus. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's awesome. I think that's one of my, uh, something that like drew me to Piltover and Zahn as a region, like mm-hmm. originally is how flexible their removal is. Like yeah. you, like you said, do you use this, get excited on their dude or do mm-hmm. I inefficiently use a thermo beam so that I can just get excited their next later? Because now right. I'm the aggressor. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely been a fun deck and like, it's not for the faint of heart and it's not for the, like you definitely want to know the matchups a little bit and mm-hmm. play around with it because like Brute Awakening is just really bad sometimes, but also knowing when to pull the trigger on it or like baiting things out, like baiting out their withering yeah. whales and whatnot. It, it it can be really good. And like sometimes you just have two Brute Awakenings in your hand and you have to go either double Brute Awakening in one turn or like go like back to back Brute Awakenings and just attack them for a bunch. Being able to do that combat math and knowing when 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 to do that, knowing when to open attack, knowing when to play a, a skitterer for like all those things. There's so many different angles you can go. Um, all of those things are are I think rewarded uh, in this deck. So if you like that style of deck, if you like um, a deck that you a can um, flex, you, like you're going to get, you're going to have a better time with the deck the more you play it in terms of like win rate. Like you're going to learn more of the matchups and know what cards to play around, and whatnot. Um, and you also want a deck that has like a lot of flexibility in terms of like where you can go. You can you can tweak the numbers yeah. on a lot of these cards and be in, a, in an all right spot. Yeah, like and the the core package of the deck, like you can change so much of this round to fit your play style and what yep. you enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's something, and since it has like you could technically run no champions if you wanted to, like depending on what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you could run again. I think you could very easily convert this into an Ezreal deck, not even run the Elise at all. Um, yeah, and like I've played a little bit of uh, like Shadow Isles Ezreal. Um, 
think the the more common versions are pretty much every other region. <laughs> pretty yeah, much every all other of them, region. but everyone else. This Except is like for... the one time people prefer Freljord. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Which is kind of weird. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't yeah. know. I always thought that this was like without looking too deep into it, that Shadow Isles would be the best one to pair with uh, Ezreal, but I guess, like, I don't know, it, it's different. But, yeah, Karina, Karina Control, the Play 9 drop and win deck, uh, definitely, uh, I definitely suggest uh, suggest it. It's certainly not a fast climbing deck, because it is a control yeah. deck. If you want a fast, maybe we'll, we can do another deck tech uh, next week or another week, um, the deck I actually played up to that I played pretty much entirely through plat. Um, I was wavering around like in plat four and plat three for a long time. And then I found, um, or just was like beating my head against the wall and picked up, um, Draven or no, sorry, not Draven Darius, Elise spiders, like yeah. just hyper aggro, like literally can't ever beat judgment dot deck. Um, yeah. that deck, carried me entirely through uh plat i wish i had the i wish i would have been tracking the stats because i think i had a ridiculous win rate in plat with that like i i i think i lost under 10 games with that deck from plat yeah. four zero zero lp to diamond and like, when your games are only like seven minutes long <laughs> yeah the games are really quick and like Again, it's it's not like the number one deck that's played by the most people. Like it's not elusives where like people are ready for it and are teching against mm -hmm. it. Like people aren't teching against that. Also, people still to this day play poorly around Darius. They never expect oh, it. Yeah. They block wrong. They don't they're not planning on him flipping during yeah. the combat. It's like <laughs> you know yeah, i still get people because so I, I and it's funny because like i'm on the exact opposite spectrum of levens <laughs> at all times yeah i've been climbing with war mother's control because what else would i be playing right, right. and it's still the same thing with trindamir people still forget how oh. overwhelm works i'm sitting wow. at, he's I'm a at, tough one to play between, around yeah I've, I've been sitting around like plat two plat one and of course i'm climbing so slow because all i'm playing is war mother's control because it's my <laughs> favorite deck but still people like will glimpse the thing that they blocked with trend i'm like that just gave me lethal oh, sweet yeah. at plat one i'm like you probably should know this by well, now but okay that's definitely wrong I, the, the, yeah. the toughest thing is because is that if you kill him in combat he transforms and is still in combat yes that, he is that which is which I don't blame people for messing that one up, but when like you just don't know how overwhelm works, it's like come on, yeah, he done goof. That's what I actually saw on Twitter. Oh, I should have taken note of this, but so we all know the Bannerman Demacia decks are kind of still the flavor of the week. They're everywhere. They're good. They're consistent. They're fast. They're powerful. Yep. Um, but I saw someone that was playing. Uh, I should have taken note, but it was Mono Demacia, but they were only splashing Noxus for Might. Yep. Um, Casanova was running same thing. that deck a decent amount. Yeah, because they're like, I mean, we're playing Lucian. They even run Senna, and they're like, Lucian with uh, Might's really good, <laughs> as it turns yes, out. Yes, it is. Yes, and, he is. And they made, like, I forgot, man. I should have really taken note. I'm so unprepared. But it was, like, top 50 or something master rank, cause, and they're like, people are still screwing up overwhelm math, mm -hmm. and it's I'm using it to my advantage. Yeah. Well, it that one is tough because... You you can't play around it because you don't know that they have the yeah, might. like they exactly. they get the might out of nowhere and it's like okay well I can block the Lucian and he's gonna he's gonna flip but I'm just 
I'm just chomping him. It's like, nope, actually, he's now going to be a seven-power double striker that has yep. trample or overwhelm. It's like, wait, what? You just what? How lost. How is this possible? Yeah. Turns out you dead. Turns out you are very dead. I was actually playing that one a decent amount. But again, like, everyone's teched against those decks. Like, I'm yeah. fine. I, oh, I mean, I literally have the stats. What is my win rate against Demacia? Because I, I was going to say, I think, didn't you say it was doing really good against Demacia? Yeah, I'm uh, 80% win rate against Demacia. Yeah, which is solid. Yeah. And yeah, the, 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 um, yeah, the, I'm a hundred percent win rate against Nox. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's, it's different. It's it, the way that this is set up is a little like, it's as good as it could be, but it's, it's tough because he's got it set up for like single region versus single region because mm-hmm. like, but it's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I, I kind of want to, um, ping him and see if he can make like a public one or if that's even possible to do. Um, because that would be cool if people wanted to use it. Um, yeah. Well, and you, I mean, you were mentioning this, how, uh, for you tracking stats and stuff made your climb more enjoyable, correct? Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely has. And it's put things much more in perspective. And I, I felt the same way when I would, uh, play Hearthstone too. Yeah. It's like, man, a loss feels really bad, but when you're looking at it and it's just like one of like 20 games and you can see, like, I can look at my, I can look and be like, okay, I'm actually winning right now. Like I'm plus LP. I'm excuse me. I'm overall, I'm winning. And like, yeah. oh, my bad matchup is here. Oh, I can see that I have a, I'm really good against Demacia. So maybe I can take out a little bit of the Demacia hate and mm-hmm. focus it more towards something else. Yeah. Um, it just paints a much better picture. It makes me more cognizant. It makes me even, even just the act of like, I can't just like jump in and like mindlessly play a ranked game because it's like, okay, no, I want to make sure I have my um, spreadsheet up. I'm going to track the game. Cause like, if you stop tracking them, you might as well just not do it at all. Right. Cause yeah. if you're missing data, you might as well just not do it at all. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's just how I like to do it. Um, I know a lot of people have that sort of mindset too, of just like, I like the stats, I like seeing it. So it'd be really nice. And I, I, I don't remember if, um, Uthgar said that this was something that was coming in Mobilytics or not, but it would be really nice to have just like the stats tracked. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's definitely one of the most requested things, so it'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, especially for those, but like I'm a huge data person. I love spreadsheets and data. Like that's just me as a mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And I would do this like when I was climbing on like even playing Paper Magic. I would t- like next to me, I'd keep a sheet of paper and at Friday night magic, I would mm-hmm. record, you know, win rates against specific decks. And I, I would do this climbing in Hearthstone. I'd keep my notebook next to me and I'd take notes mm-hmm. like when I was going for legend for the first time. And I, I think yeah. data is important. It'll, it'll it, make you a better player. It definitely will. It also, you know, in my esports boomer brain, it helps me remember things better. Yeah. Cause it's like in, uh, like I, I would just be like putting notes. Like if it was a pretty standard matchup and things went as expected, I wouldn't put anything. But if I was playing against a weird matchup or like I played against Fiora, um, Fiora Shen, right? Which is kind of an offbeat deck. And it's like, okay, I'm going to see how this works out. I am going to never play Brood Awakening until is I'm going to wait as long as I can to play Brood Awakening. So he doesn't just get to eat it with Fiora. I'm also mm-hmm. going to use every i'm going to ignore shen 
and I'm going to just try to kill the Fiora, and that works. So I'm like, ignored. Yeah. Like I wrote that down as just a quick note. Ignored Shen, just killed Fiora. So the next time I play it, I don't need to figure that out again. I know, yeah. or I mean, obviously that's a small sample size, but like I know that that has worked before. I can try that again, yeah. maybe, and, and things or, like or just kill yeah. Ezreal. Right, just just like save the. Or the thing I talked about before, it's like, okay, save your mystic shots because this is going to get to the end game and they're going to be at like six health and you need to just get over the top. So save your mystic shots. Use your thermogenic beam, even if it's an inefficient thermogenic Mm -hmm. beam. Use that instead of using the uh, mystic shot because you can never thermogenic beam their face. Yeah, I would because I played a lot of just various P and Z control decks mostly with Heimerdingers, but like I would get that all the time playing like Heimerdinger Lux or whatever. And mm-hmm. people would get mad at me on stream. Like you just thermogenic beam for eight on their two drop. I'm like, right. yeah, cause I'm going to use these get excited on their face. Exactly. I'm going to kill them with yes. get excited at some point. Yes. Give me, give me, give me aggro brain. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you need to like, sometimes you need to just shoot their nexus. Yep. Absolutely. So Yeah. Let, it, let us know what you thought about this section. Let us know if you've uh, played the deck at all. And if you have any questions or anything, hit us up yeah. in Discord, discord.me slash radio. That's the place to go. Um, yeah. And let us know if, if there are like a specific deck that you or guys are all chomping at the bit to get information on. Yeah. Like if we get a lot of people, like if we get 20 people that are like, yeah, we all want to see this. We'll I'll, I'll definitely go, you know, get some data on it and grind some games. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than willing to, to play, uh, to play some games uh, competitively for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I personally am not going to play meme decks in ranked at least. So don't send me meme decks. I know that's more. Of yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's, me, that's, that's Saucy's thing. I just don't enjoy playing meme decks, uh, in ranked. So I don't want to do that, but I know that's, uh, that's where that's where the saucy mailman yeah, comes give in. me all your Timo Ledros decks. I don't care. I'm in. I'm in. For sure. Um one other thing I wanted to mention um uh, before we get into one or two um viewer questions here yeah. is the um so the past couple of weeks there's been the uh Monokuma esports sort of open event that's been happening. Um, they've just started streaming it. I believe, I think this week is actually going to be the first week that they're actually, they're going to have a stream production ready for it. And, uh, myself and Casanova are going to be streaming at least some of that day one and day two. So this Saturday and Sunday. So check that out. That's going to be some high level play. Uh, the players themselves have been streaming it. So I, if you've been, um, keeping uh, an eye on that at all that was mm-hmm. that's been that's been really good there's been some really good matches and i mean like all of the top players essentially uh at least in na and eu are playing in those because it's the only tournaments that are out there yeah. so uh definitely keep an eye out for some competitive play and actually it's an open event so if you want to um if you want to play in it i believe that the um the 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 person that runs it is actually in our discord so you can uh hit us up you can hit hit myself up or just ask about it in the general chat, and yeah. uh, we'll point you in the right direction to get signed up for those tournaments. Cause, yeah, ping Blevins. Yeah, ping me, and we'll get you the link um, as well. So really cool there. Okay, saucy. Let's do a couple. Let's of... get let's crush some questions. Can I want to I want to answer this one first? Okay, I go for it. Go for it. This is 
less of a Runeterra specific one, but I think the answers could be fun. Uh, Quick Spike asked uh, yesterday, what kind of music are you guys listening to if you're playing serious decks? Ooh. So uh, I'm, I can answer this because I know like if I'm just chilling and playing games, I don't often do this to be honest because I'm mm-hmm. usually streaming when I'm playing the game. Mm-hmm. But if I am you know, by myself playing, I like to listen to a lot of um, Synthwave, a lot of Dark Synthwave, um so lately i've been listening to a lot of like um toxic avenger um a lot of pyramid um varian or variant uh i've been listening to a lot of varian um starcadian so the and danger so those are some some people if you like synthwave dark synthwave dark stuff dark <laughs> dark star to. dark star vanguard is that one yeah is, dark star uh, vanguard pilot infiltrator is that another one yeah um, oh, what was it star rebel Guard. blasters rebel blast home oh, Wait, wait, wait! I got. Yeah, we're waiting for it. Oh, me closer, Rebel Blaster. Yeah, <laughs> I have oh, had man. a lot of people comment about that, and they like it. Everybody loves it. Good. Um, you have to. Got to. How could you not? Um. Yeah. So I am one of those weird, weird people where I am almost completely apathetic about music. Um. I'm like okay. one of those people that I don't. Like, I don't not like music, but like where people are like, dude, music speaks to me. I'm just like, no, I just like to listen to it sometimes or not. Um, I'm almost always watching a stream of some sort and they almost okay. always have music. So uh, a lot of times I'm just listening to what Saucy is listening to because I'm just watching his stream uh, while I'm playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I listen to... Um, I listen to... I mean, it really depends. Um, I need to be in a I need to be in a specific mood to even want to listen to music while I'm playing. Um, so I don't know. That's as, that's about as good of an answer as I get. Sometimes when I, if I'm playing aggro and I just want to get in the zone, I just listen to Slayer. There you go. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Magic Sword too. That's a good one. Listen to more Magic Sword, everyone. Magic Man. Um, yes. All right, let, pick pick another one. God, we we need to start getting through some of these okay. questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out the top here. Uh, Yunhao asks, "What's the best deck now?" And they specifically want to get, uh, they want people to get at each other's throats in debate. So, the best deck right now is probably Noxus Ezreal, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, it, it it's close. I think there's probably three decks that you could um that you could say and it would they'd all probably be relatively close. There's like three I think tier one or maybe like S tier or whatever. I don't even think S tier is is right. It's probably yeah. tier one. Um Draven Ezreal uh just straight up elusives with Freljord with the Freljord mm-hmm. splash is the most common one, but you can really, I mean, you can splash whatever like that. Those slot, the six slots or whatever are all, all like all up. Um, and then Bannerman again with a splash yeah. of some sort. I think those are the, um, the three archetypes that are the most powerful right now. Probably the best. If I were, if I needed to take three decks to a tournament, which a lot of these formats do, I would probably take yeah. a Bannerman deck, 
Um, I would, well, I, I would probably do it differently because I want to play different decks. Like the decks yeah. that I've been using are different. Um, but if you're just saying like raw power, raw power, lottery. elusives, Ezreal, probably Draven as your second, as your second, uh, Anoxus slash Draven as your, um, you know, your secondary pairing with Ezreal and, um, elusives are the three, yep. I think best decks right now. Yep. I would strongly agree. Honestly, I think those are probably the three top contenders i think this karina control may be close once it's refined because it does seem very powerful mm-hmm. and i've seen some people actually my twitter feed's been like a lot about karina lately so i could see yeah. that once it's refined being up there i don't think it's there i don't know if it's necessarily at this exact time in recording right it could change completely tomorrow i don't think it's refined enough to be there right and but whereas like the kinku elusives the bannerman yep. deck Azreal, like people have been playing these like a lot and mm-hmm. know the matchups in and out and i think that they're very powerful. Yeah, I also I think and I think that the powerful thing about those de- like specifically for ladder is that they're a they're super consistent and they're relatively meta proof, right? Like I think that there's like Lux variants, whether it's like Ezreal Lux or Lux Karma, like there's variants there that can be really really good in certain matchups. Mm-hmm. like better than any of those decks potentially in, in certain matchups, but are also just like they can get rolled uh, sometimes yeah. as well. So, well, I, yeah, they're all very like neutral. Like they have mm-hmm. gameplay against everything out there. They're right. solid. Right. They're consistent. Like the, that's one of the biggest reasons the Kinku Elusive deck is so good. Like it's very consistent. Um, yep. Like your bad matchups, you still can just win. Like, like even, I could play the most favored War Mother's Control game against the Kinku Elusives and have all the answers, and they could still just at some point play a gigantic Zed that they've buffed with right. their um, Jeweled Protector and yep. just win because I'm out of stuff to do. Yep. Like, you, you have a way to win all those matchups. Yep. That that's I, I think that's probably my criteria for it. Like, I, I think one of the scariest cards just in general to play against for me is actually Karma. Yeah. I think Karma is one of the most powerful cards just in the game right now. I think even more than Heimerdinger, more than maybe not Ezreal. Ezreal is probably the biggest one, but like even Karma Ezreal itself is really, really good. It's like the thing about that deck is like a, it's just card advantage, which is always going to be good, mm-hmm. and it also like in effect makes your stuff like uncounterable, like literally. Yeah like protects it from deny but then also like yeah i'm just gonna get stuff going and late game you also can just win the control mirror by having a flipped karma and just playing another karma in your hand because it will put two karmas in your deck like (laughs) you know you literally can't even be uh like lose the fatigue or like the mill game uh, well not mill but yeah getting decked out so i fear karma i think the most and i think that a karma deck that's brought and in like the right matchups and is in a good spot there is really scary. And mm-hmm. also like having to play around deny and will of Ionia and um, like even all like the, the, yeah, like the, a lot of the tricks they have, even all the death Mark package decks, death Mark. Yeah. All that stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's just annoying to play around those and, like because there's so many different options that they can have not to mention the fact that karma is just literally making random cards in your hand it's like (laughs) there's so many spots where you as the opponent of karma can mess up and they can capitalize on it so 
Yeah, Karma is one of those cards that, ha- like, from a game design perspective, has the one of the highest abilities to break the game at some point. Yeah. And I feel like it, it it's going to happen. Well, there'll be some kind of something happens and she just breaks the game because mm-hmm. her effect is so unique and it's so strong. Like, double casting spells is absurd. Yeah. Uh, and that's why she was, you know, she's, I mean, she's spooky control is still good. Uh, double casting ruination. You're like, oh, yeah, that that's a thing. <laughs> like, <Yep>. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. It's just tough. So there's there's uh, my uh, long winded answer for you there. Um, and we both agreed, which uh, that's that's saying something. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Okay, let's do one more here, Saucy. I'll let you pick. Do 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 do. Oh man, I don't like picking. I'm not good at that. <laughs> uh, oh, I think we already answered this yeah, well, one. I think we, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure we answered this. Five. Um Okay, let's 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 finish on let's finish on this one. Okay. So uh Spook Show Scream Queen asks bugs and balancing aside, what's the one thing Riot needs to prioritize right now in order for the game to retain slash gain players? That I could, think that could be a whole episode, honestly. But that could <laughs> I think like if just my gut thing is going to be the competitive scene in tournament mode mm-hmm. um it's it's a it's a competitive card game it's in the name of the genre right mm-hmm. uh like people people like to like it's cool and all getting a high rank on ladder but that only means so much right when you can incentivize someone in a big tournament or you know being able to cast tournaments and all that like that's what i want like me personally i'm not even a huge competitive player but like I know Blevins feels the same way about this is where I love casting games. Yeah. Like that's one of my favorite things. Some of the most fun I had with Hearthstone was when I was casting a lot of tournaments. Like yep. it's it's a completely different thing. Um and I I don't know, like there are so many games that I don't play at all, but I watch them I watch follow them competitively. Like Counter Strike, mm-hmm. I watch a ton of Counter Strike. Um, I watch a lot of Overwatch and I, I have no interest in playing these games. Yep. And uh, so I don't know. I just love, I love being around competitive play. I love seeing tournaments. I love seeing high-end play. Even if I don't ever care to be the number one challenger player, right. I like seeing that person play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. And I think at a even a higher level, um, breaking it down, it's like just incentive in general. Um, is a big thing. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people look at a game like this, they look at a game like TFT, and it's like, oh, it's a Riot game, which means that they're going to follow the exact same path as League. We're going to see, you know, and people are, I mean, I've already seen more in TFT because it's been out, obviously, a little bit longer, but even in Runeterra, it's like, oh, well, when is the LCS for uh rune terror coming out and i'm like i think you're thinking about this the wrong way i don't yeah. think that a card game is going to be in the same way that like you know not every traditional sport is the same exact format and has the same structure and all that stuff i don't think we're going to see that for a, like a card game and a moba are different things inherently yeah um i um have been I, i've been following um supercell who makes uh mobile games like uh clash of clans clash royale brawl stars those games um like the like triple a quality mobile games i've been following them for a long time but in the past few weeks i've actually been looking even more so into them um because tft and runeterra are coming out slash have come out 
uh, in in Singapore at least, uh, <laughs> uh, on mobile. And I mm-hmm. think like if we're going to like I I, I think Riot and and in Runeterra specifically, and this is sort of mirrored for TFT as well. They're in a spot where like Supercell has the like five minute and under like full gameplay experience. They have that nailed down. You can play if you haven't played Clash Royale. um, I kind of don't suggest you do it because it you you can get addicted to it and you can like they are very, very good. Almost the point of predatory, I would argue um, about sucking money out of you (laughs) Um, because like. It's like you get cards to build your deck, but then you need to upgrade the cards to get them high enough level so that when you get to a certain... Like, all, all those, like, mobile game sort of things yeah. that, like, Riot is not trying to do, or at least I don't think they are. Um, but at the same time, they also have, like, one of the best spectator modes. Like, you can just go in and, and watch someone's game as it's happening immediately, and you can see both players. Like, it's fantastic. Uh, they have a thing called Clash TV where... I can go and it will just, I don't know how their algorithm works, but it will just take like close games from top players and it will just, it will take close games from top players in every single division essentially and have like a list called Clash TV where I can just go in and watch the replay um, and I can speed it up and do all these things. Like if you wanted to cast Clash Royale, it's the easiest thing in the world to do because literally every few hours there's like new high level matches that you could cast immediately um they have in-game tournaments where like if i wanted to run a hundred person tournament i pay and i and have an in-game prizes you can do that um it's amazing what they do and they're a mobile game they don't even it's not even a pc game that ported to mobile now they didn't have all this at launch they did have a surprising amount of it at launch, though. Um, but also, it's their only game, and, and they're a different company, et cetera, et cetera. Um, though, coincidentally, owned both Riot and Tens- uh, and uh, Supercell, or at least Riot is 100% owned by Tencent. Supercell is partially owned by Tencent. Uh, so same sort of family of investments. Oh, nice. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I think... Um, I'm looking way more towards what Supercell is doing in terms of the game and also the esports side of it than I am looking at LCS specifically. Now, I think uh, Runeterra and TFT are not going to and probably shouldn't ever be five minute and under games. But yeah, no, that would be probably that's just a different game, right? Um, but I do think that they that. Runeterra and TFT are primed to define what the 20 minute game is like the mm-hmm. between 15 and 30 minute game. And like, if you are over 30, um, something crazy happened and it's probably awesome. And if you're under 15, something crazy happened and maybe it's not, that is I think unlikely to happen, but I think Runeterra is kind of close though. Um, like you can have really quick games. Maybe maybe fifteen is not the right number, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Where it's like you're not you're not going to see a sixty minute game of LOR. It's unlikely. You can have a match with like best of three or whatever. But um, I think that like Clash Royale specifically does a fantastic job of creating content. They have their essentially ladder. They have 
tournament mode in in the game. They have different challenges. They have all this different stuff that when you boil it down is all just incentive to keep coming back. Yeah. Um, and I think there's it's it's kind of a it's it's a it's an interesting topic. So I have I have a good friend who he's a he's an investor in Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, that's he's put a lot of a lot of money, and that's where a lot of his investments are. But we were there was an interesting article talking about how there's going to be a very large void in the competitive card game market because of all of these local game stores. Um, they're shutting down because of the uh, pandemic that's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we we. That's a thing that's happening. Yep. It, it sucks. It's somber, but a lot of businesses are closing and there's a very large void in the physical card game market mm-hmm. um, where it, depending on, you know, when these things are implemented with Runeterra, um, I mean, if they could capitalize and be, be one of the best online tournament you know, go to games for yep. that entire segment that is, you know, that doesn't have a home um, that could be huge for the game. Yep. Yeah, I think um, incentives just inside the game and then also the giving the tools and enabling community to do that. And then also obviously having some sort of riot specifically, either pro pro tournaments or league or whatever it is. I mean, I don't know what the Something. scale is. Um, Someone's got to like or pro tour I or do something. do know what that is. Well, I can ah, define ah. it myself, but uh, um, hashtag hire me riot. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, you sometimes you just got to shoot your shot when you've got when you mm-hmm. when you're open. Um but yeah, I I think at the at, at the end of the day it boils down to you need reason to to keep coming back. That's one thing that Hearthstone did absolutely did not do for me when I was the type of when I was the player who had all the cards or at least for all intents and purposes had all the cards and I hit legend and I'm not like um, you know, pushing for top legend because that's the that whole series, that whole thing is ridiculous. And I'm also not doing tournaments because the tournaments were really crappy and not well done online. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going, I'm not traveling the country to do that. Yeah, like I had no real reason to come back, and that's why I ended up quitting Hearthstone a lot. Eventually, I got to the point where I was just like, oh, I'll just play just to play, or whatever, and that's fine. But if they want a more in depth, like I was never after the initial like push for me which was like back in like 2015 or whatever like from then on i was never really into hearthstone at all like i played and i kept up a little bit with the meta and i'd watch streams every once in a while but i was not an in-depth person i was not an engaged person and i think that that is a huge huge thing what can riot do what can the legends of runeterra team do to keep the community players from the new player all the way up to, you know, the gummies of the world who's like top 20 uh, or top 30 on the ladder right now. What is keeping him coming back and playing besides going mm-hmm. for number one? And what if he hits number one? Does it, Are you coming back just to do that? Are you coming? I mean, streaming is a different thing, but like, y- you know, like if you can do tournaments, community tournaments, um, have something else mm-hmm. to get uh, whether that's cosmetics or something, I don't know. But having something there is very important, I think. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, no belaboring. Big agree. Belaboring the point, but that's uh, I think extremely important, and I think that just the shifting the mindset from like, oh, this is going to be you know, Legends of Runeterra is going to be the next CS:GO or uh, LCS is. Uh, 
I think you're thinking about it wrong. Like mm-hmm. I did, I, I did talk to one of the um, NA casters um, for Clash Royale, um, and he was telling me about like how the scene works, and it's it's a cool, it's cool. Like the game itself is a different thing, and then they and then they have like you know their pro leagues and whatnot, and I think that model something closer to that is uh attainable and and what i think you know we as a community should be looking for but or looking at but really cool and uh wow we actually uh made it to a full episode's worth of time i did not think we were were because we're amazing because we're amazing and we can talk for an hour and 15 minutes about anything but Guys, if you do have questions that you want to have us answer, we can't guarantee when we have weeks like this, this is when we get through some of these questions, which is nice. Yeah. But head over to discord.me slash radio. It's the place where you want to be for all the community stuff. We're posting links, all that good stuff. But Saucy, when we're not quarantined and we're not sick and we're not here, where can people find you? Yeah, it, again, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I, it, again, it's been almost 12, 12 days now since I've streamed, but normally I do stream on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash saucy mailman and youtube.com uh, slash saucy mailman. I even I came out with a TFT video wow. <laughs> this week. Yeah, it was, it was fun. But yeah, usually I post a lot more. It's been a little vacant because I've not been able to get out of bed for a couple weeks. Yeah, so... <laughs> We are just happy that we had you here and that you're in at least relatively good health. So And that, I didn't die. That is good. I, yeah, so that's good. We chalk that up as a W here. Uh, you can <laughs> find the show, again, discord.me slash runeterribleradio or twitter.com slash runeterrible, runeterrible.com, deckpicks.live as well. Yeah. Um, is where we find all of our stuff. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Blevins, but the Discord is going to be the best place to find me. But that is going to be it for Saucy Mailman. I'm the Blevins, and we'll catch you next week. We'll talk about some more Legends of Runeterra. Mm-hmm.